So Mali is another country that got rid of their puppet leader and the military had took over. And immediately the new leader in Mali wanted to get France out of there. He banned, you know, French TV, you know, out of there. Um, he, he wanted their troops gone and gotten them out the paint. Uh, he want nothing to do with France. And he has, you know, drawn closer uh, to, you know, Russia, China, and all those other uh, people. Well, in the midst of all of this change, um, there's one brother, you know, from Mali going to really speak about what, you know, was causing all the problems and the destabilization of Mali. Let's go ahead and roll that. In Mali, we had a long problem of terrorism. Until recently, under the leadership of Kenel Asim Goita, we realized that, oh, these terrorists are formed by, by uh, Emmanuela Macaron and her Western allies and Sia. Then we decided to remove their international organizations out of Mali, their embassies out of Mali, their military out of Mali, to break the supply chain of weapons, food, and their uh, other uh, necessary resources to fight us, to destabilize Africa. When we did that, we militarized the army of Mali. We then went to Russia. We came with so many weapons. We went to confront the terrorist because now we know that the terrorist's mother is no longer in Mali. When we encountered the terrorists there, we taught them a lesson. You know what happened? The United Nations Human Rights Commission raised a red flag with an outcry that we in Mali are abusing human rights. You know the human rights for whom? For their children. Those terrorists that they formed and left there are the people that they're crying of that we are abusing their human rights. But when they are terrorizing and destabilize Africa every day for the advantage of the West to get cheaper resources and cheaper labor in Africa, they don't complain. They don't say anything. You're not here. Imagine a journalist from Europe, we are looking for terrorists, but a journalist from Europe can come with a camera and go and do a documentary inside a danger zone where there are terrorists. Where did he go to the numbers of the terrorists? How does he or she have an access with the terrorists? Their non-governmental organizations are comfortable in the terrorist zone. What are they doing there? They are looking points and points and points and tagging where there are mineral resources and extract using their, those terrorists to fund them with those money, destabilizing the people of Africa. Double standards. Imagine those terrorists, if they don't come in Africa armed, they will come as journalists, as oppositional parties, as the advocates of human rights with their international organizations. If we arrest them on spying on us, you will hear the outcry from their masters saying there is a human abuse, human rights abuse in Africa. But they've kept Julian Assange for a long time, after he has exposed them. And they even threatened to bomb ICC if ICC issues a warrant of arrest to any American citizen. Double standards. Yeah, see, they figured the game out. They always say, oh, well, we're going to put our military, you know, France, our military there to battle terrorism, yet the terrorism never goes away. But then they figured out, oh, y'all the one causing it.
<laughs> so that, that's why we need to go ahead and get y'all out of there. Listen, a lot, of, a lot of them countries are starting to even look sideways at any Europeans that's starting to come in there now. Um, they're saying, because, hey, we don't know if you're working for them folks. You know, but, hey, you know, they're suspicious of us when we show up places. So they should be suspicious, too. See, a lot of brothers and sisters on the continent is getting tired of the oppression. They're tired of their countries not looking no different than any other Western country or Dubai or whatever else, right? They have the resources for that. They, they can make partnerships with whoever. Because trust me, you see how the Chinese build things. You could make a deal real quick with China. Hey, look, I let you have these resources. I need you to build my airports. I need you to build me a new business districts. I need you to build the roads, bridge. I need you to do all that. Because China, Chinese, they build stuff quick over there. We need brands, new state-of-art hospitals. Hey, we'll let you have all the resources you want. Look, to me, that is a even exchange. Let them have resources. They build you up. You know, uh, build up the infrastructure and things like that. Because that's what a lot of African countries need. The main thing they need is reliable power in a lot of places, right? And so the power grid should be the first thing that they should even, you know, make a deal on. Um, but because what happens is the West want African countries to stay destabilized. They want them to not have reliable, you know, resources. We mean talking about lights, water, gas, reliable internet. You know, there's no, it doesn't make sense in 2023 that you can't get a signal in certain places, or if you do connect to the internet, it's running like dial-up back in the AOL online days. It doesn't make sense. But that's what the Western world wants. They want to keep the African continent like that. They don't want them to advance whatsoever. They benefit from, from the African continent staying in a low position. Because think about it. You, let's say a city like Johannesburg, South Africa. They don't want a bunch of Johannesburg showing up on the continent or a bunch of Nairobi, Kenya showing up on the African continent. They don't want that big major, you know, no, they don't want that because they, they can't benefit at that point. Now these countries are getting tired of even the U S dollar. They're saying, look, we need to figure out the trade in something else. They say, because you know, what really broke the, what got the countries to do it, the recent sanctions on Russia. Um, with the Ukraine situation, right? Now, Zimbabwe been sanctioned. Ever since Robert Mugabe had got rid of the, the, the white supremacists off their land, about only 4,300 of them, and they have been punishing them with crippling sanctions ever since the Western world. So you better believe that Zimbabwe and anybody else that's dealing with that, they want to go to another reserve currency to use. And that's really going to affect America down the line. You know, you can only bully somebody for so long, whether it's France, whether it's NATO, whatever. People eventually are going to get tired. And they figured out that there's some people you just don't want to go to war with. Let's call it what it is. They really don't want to go to war with Russia like that. They don't want to go to war with China like that. They really don't want to go to war with North Korea like that. They really don't. So since Africa figured that out, a lot of African leaders, they say, oh, shoot, we'd be protected if we, we join with y'all. And then BRICS right now is an economic alliance. Let's say BRICS do what NATO do and say, look, any BRICS nation is attacked, all the BRICS nations attack. That's how, how NATO is. If you attack a NATO country, all the NATO attack you. So it's coming to a head in a lot of ways. 
And it's, it's an interesting times to live in, but I'm telling you, the white supremacists, if they try to wage war against Africans, it's not going to end the same like they think it's going to end. If France think they're going to go into Mali and, and, and tell them, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of them and I'm going to do this. I need these resources. It's not going to end the same. Like you think it's going to end France warning you ahead of time. It's not going to end the well because the Lord is not on your side and you will lose and you will have to go back to France with your tail between your legs. Cause one thing about uh, uh, us globally as a people, Dr. John Henry Clark said black folks is the greatest fighting force on the planet earth. He said, the moment we realize that oppression is over and their brothers and sisters in Mali say, Hey, you can bring it, go ahead and bring it over here. We got, we ready. Say, Hey, we dying anyway. So shoot, at least we could die with honor. That's what some of the brothers and sisters are saying in Mali right now. Niger too. These brothers and sisters are tired of y'all. They're sick of y'all oppressing them, taking their resources and they, and they not even benefiting at least. You can even be halfway decent and say, look, let me go ahead on and do it in a way where they still benefit it, but we get it. Then they probably, they probably wouldn't be tripping on y'all. But no, you're greedy. You're greedy. I'm going to take all this stuff and leave them with nothing. Of course, they eventually, they're going to get tired. Maybe the old people didn't say nothing, but this new generation, the Gen Xers, the millennials, Gen Zs, in which, you know, uh, uh, those two leaders that's in uh, Mali and Niger, I think they're more so Gen X. I think, I think that's the age. These, these new people, man, they, 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 they ready to take their continent back. And, they, and it's about time. 